I really don't know what I just witnessed, but it is something that we have started to see the last few games with Arizona basketball. And that is they are allowing teams, teams that are horrible. UCLA is not good. Oregon State is not good to get back in this game, to get back in every game. And they are not stepping on the gas. Like, I don't know if they are just not motivated or are they just not ready for the task of having, you know, the biggest target on their backs or what. But Arizona defensively is crumbling right now. And offensively, they're not looking great either. Tonight, they shot 21% from three. They shot three of 14 from beyond the arc. And I mentioned their three-point defense. Not great. 60% is what Oregon State shot tonight. They were 12 of 20 from the field. That's unacceptable. If you're Arizona, the second you get to a tournament game, somebody's going to shoot your face off. Like They're going to eye hole. Just dagger after dagger. That's what's going to happen if you keep playing defense like this. But for Arizona, there's a lot more going on than just this offense looking stale, the three-point defense looking bad. I mean, this was a very bad Oregon State team. They are not great. They got two players that absolutely went off and looked fantastic tonight, and they get the credit. Oregon State was fine as a team, but it was Jordan Pope and Tyler Billadow. Billadow, Billadow, Billadow. Dude, on the broadcast, I'm not even kidding you. I wasn't listening to it real loud because it was Bill Walton and my ears bleed when Bill Walton's on there, but it sounded like they were saying Tyler Dildo. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even, I'm not, <laughs> that's legitimately what it sounds like. I'm not even making it up. But those guys, man, they absolutely, they just went off, man. There's always one or two guys that go off against Arizona. It's what happens, man. When you don't play great defense, that's what happens. But then if you fast forward to the end of the game, Arizona was playing good defense. I mean, the one play when Billado, I will never be able to say that guy's name right. So hopefully he's not at Oregon State a long time. Good Lord. Well, we don't have to play him anymore. So never mind. <laughs> he, he had 22 points tonight. He was three of four from three. I mean, he he looks like a, I don't know if he's seven foot. He looks like a seven footer out there. You had Umar Balo pretty like locked in on him because I don't love to give a lot of credit to Umar defensively, but man, the, that play, he definitely earned it. And he was in his face and that dude hit a ridiculous shot. And that summed it up for the night. It really summed it up for the night right there. The second I saw that go in, I threw my arms up like there's just nothing. Like I was defeated. I had no words come out of my mouth. I'm just like, there is nothing that Arizona can do right now to stop this team that is just shooting absolute lights out, catching fire all over the court. And I haven't even talked about Jordan Pope yet, who, I mean, he looked like an NBA point guard out there. He was so good. 31 points and five assists. He's nine of 15 from the field. He was five of eight from three. He was hitting everything on Arizona. Arizona could not guard him. Nobody could guard him. They had Kylan Boswell on him. You know, Kylan Boswell, as good as he is defensively, 
uh, wasn't at his best tonight, and that's okay. Kylan Boswell is in a slump right now. The last two games for Arizona, he is 0 of 8 from 3. And in all the five losses this year, Kylan Boswell is 9 of 44 from the field. And that was according to Jason Shear on Twitter. But I was going to do the work and put up that stat. But you know what? When someone tweets it, you're just going to read it off and give them credit. Speaking of something else, uh, Tyler Warden on Twitter had a good tweet. In Arizona's five losses this year, opponents are shooting 47% from three-point range. So basically, what I'm learning is if Arizona just defends the three and Kylan Boswell has a decent game, there's a large chance Arizona's going to win the game. I mean, seriously, think about it tonight. How many missed dunks were there in this game? How many free throws did we miss? Because I counted at least 10 free throws that we missed, and I think it was about four dunks at least that Arizona just missed. Like wide open, you're there at the rim, alley-oop, you have it, just put the ball in the hole. You don't even have to dunk it, dude. Just drop it in the hole. I mean, I remember a, a video a while back, with, like Jay Billis was doing something on ESPN. I know we hate Jay Billis, whatever, but this is who it was. And I remember, dude, he was, it was a Tuesday night game and he was putting like a large, extra large, like pizza box through the hoop. I mean, that fits, dude. Just drop the, drop the ball in the hole and let's get these points because we lost by three. You know, we make one of those dunks and, Make a free throw. This is this is overtime. Or make two free throws. We win. Who knows? But I will say this: Arizona showed some absolute fight. They have that dog in them. There was just a moment there when it felt like everyone's buttholes got tight. They froze. Nobody wanted to take the shot, and they were trying to make things work. And it just wasn't working. The offense was not working tonight. But I'll say this. They did shoot 53% from the field. They absolutely destroyed Oregon State with the paint points, 44 to 20. Arizona scored 24 more paint points. But, you know, when Oregon State shoots 12 of 20 from three, you're not going to win many games defending somebody like that. They were hitting unbelievable shots. I mean, just absurd. The other move that I did not understand was. Tommy took KJ Lewis out with three minutes and 27 seconds remaining. And I understand KJ Lewis, you know, he didn't score tonight. He shot the ball twice. That's it. And I get it. He's a freshman. You know what? Freshmen are prone to make mistakes or not cover guys or not do this. But KJ Lewis brings intensity. He brings defense. There's just been a couple things with Tommy Lloyd. And I want to get to Tommy Lloyd a little later. But... There's a couple things that I just do not like that he's doing right now. Taking KJ Lewis out. KJ Lewis needs to finish games. I'm sorry, but there are not that many guys that bring as much defensive intensity and athleticism as he does. The other one that comes to mind is Kishad Johnson. I mean, Kishad had an insane play where he stole the ball on the inbounds as it was getting inbounded. And before that, he blocked a three. I mean, he raced from the other side of the court practically to block that and get a piece of it. He's insane. So really, yeah, Kashad Johnson, KJ Lewis, and you know what? I'll even throw Pella Larson in there because what he can do defensively 
and what he brings sometimes athletically, ridiculous. But focusing on Kashad and KJ, those two athletically, defensively, are on another level than all these guys that we have on our team. Other than Jaden Bradley for defense. Jaden Bradley can absolutely defend. Where was I going with this? I don't even know. It is 12.30 a.m. We're, we're busting this out. Oh, that's right. Crevis. There are so many times when, and don't get me wrong, I love Umar Balo. He is the nicest guy ever. I want the world for him. He has made major strides since he's come to Arizona and playing for Tommy Lloyd. But he is not the greatest defender on this team. He's not the greatest defender. He he struggles. He's he's a big he's a big boy. He's a big boy. It's it's hard to be as fast as you need to be in today's game when you're big. You're a big boy. And it's okay, man. We need big girth to, you know, bust it down low. Wait, sus. Um, no. We need we need we need a big guy down low. You know what? You just do. And sometimes with the way the games go, the way the pace is, sometimes you need Motiés Crevis. Motij, I still don't know if I say his name right. Motiés Crevis. We need Crevis out there. Mo Crevis, dude. He is going to make some strides. I'll tell you what. That freshman to sophomore transition that Crevis is going to make is going to be big. He has so much raw potential. He picks up the right things defensively. He just doesn't have the complete force or the muscle, in my opinion, yet to really get things going and to dominate down low, to assert yourself and just say, I'm the bigger man. I'm putting my arms up. You're not going to move me. He's a finesse player, and that's okay. He's He does great at that. He's good offensively. Um, I think he's going to make just hopefully a really good impact especially down in the tournament he's gonna put on the sh- not a show but dude where am i going i started thought and i just keep going anyways pack 12 after dark got me struggling and did i mention this game felt to me like the ucla game of years back when bryce alford hit that three in our face that was the worst and it kind of felt like that tonight but anyways i talked about why arizona lost this game because they missed at least four dunks along with 10 missed free throws they didn't play the greatest defense. They did not, and you, and you can't you can't stop guys that are catching fire. I mean, you have Pope and you have Bilodeau combined from the field. They were 17 of 25. 17 of 25, and they combined for 53 points. Two guys absolutely torched Arizona tonight, and they played their tails off. They were ridiculous. And if if this is the game that Arizona, I mean, you'd think it was going to be the UCLA game, but I was going to say if this is the game where Arizona can finally get it together and get on a run and play good defense, because I swear there were so many moments in this game, I'm thinking to myself, um, if I was in the crowd, I'd be yelling it. But it's like play five minutes of defense, good defense, and this game is over. And they did not do that. They would take plays off, or Oregon State would hit this tremendous, ridiculous shot. And you got to give credit to Oregon State. I mean, Tinkle's a good coach. He is what he is. Like, for whatever reason, 
Oregon State hasn't been great. They had that one year where they made the Elite Eight and they were absolutely ridiculous. But props to Oregon State tonight. They played a hell of a game. They they showed up for the occasion and Arizona was not ready. I don't know where Arizona goes from here, but they've got to adjust. They've got to come out of these halves playing better. They got to start these games. Like they started today, they look good. They were, they was, this was the team we're used to. This is the team that beat Duke. This is the team that can get out and run and play with the best in the country. But then they take moments where they just take it off. They take the play off. They, they don't put it together. I don't know. There's, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> There's really not much I can say. This was just a weird one for Arizona, but it's, it's not weird when it's happening consistently. And it is happening for Arizona where they are just, they're not closing teams out. They're not, they started the year off. Like I said, I, man, Mark Titus had me on his podcast right before the Purdue game. I said, I think they're peaking too early. That's exactly what happened. Arizona is peaking too early, which, which you want them to peak against the stiff competition that they face. But at the same time, you're now hitting these lows in the conference games against way weaker opponents. I mean, Arizona has lost every single... These games that they've been playing, uh, I think Justin Spears had a good tweet that I saw tonight. They have been... They entered their last three Pac-12 road games favored by an average of nearly 13 points. They've lost to all of them. And it was, yes, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State. But then you have, like we said, Arizona handling Duke just fine. And it's almost like Arizona is playing with their food. They're, they're playing down to their competition. They're not putting these teams away when they have clearly the better team, clearly the better athleticism. And at that point, if the shots just aren't falling, then you need to run better schemes. And that is where we bring in Tommy Lloyd. Tommy, the offense was tremendous the first year you got here. The offense was fine last year. This year, it started out really good. But as we're getting into the, the grittier games here where teams that are looking, that are outside looking in on making the tournament, dude, they're licking their chops, looking at this Arizona team, seeing the, I mean, the blueprints out there, the blueprints out there, shoot your freaking ass off and you're going to beat Arizona. Push them down, like control the game at your speed and you're going to win. Like Arizona just doesn't put it together for 40 minutes out there. And to me, there are some things that need to get fixed on offense and defense. And that's where Tommy Lloyd needs to step up and say, okay, we're going to keep making adjustments. And I, you know he's been doing that. You know he's been. But for whatever reason, and I don't know if their ambition is just not there on a random Thursday night in Corvallis or what, but they have got to start putting it together because you are showing teams how to beat you. How you respond to that, Arizona, yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give Arizona some credit. They came back in this game and they somehow tied it. They somehow had the fight to get in it. They like you are not gonna obliterate Arizona. Arizona is going to come back 
The only way you're going to obliterate Arizona is if you shoot even better than 60% from the field. And that's just probably not going to happen. And if it does happen, props to that team, whoever the heck they are. They're the chosen team and they're going to win it all. But, you know, I just, I like in every single conference game to, hey, what if Arizona was playing a team like this in the tournament? And they, they did not get it done tonight. And they got to clean it up fast because Oregon needs a signature win. And if they get it against Arizona, they might run away with the Pac-12, whatever they call it, the regular season championship. It's 1239, folks. We are not at our best. But you know what? I was not going to record a podcast, but I was so sickened by what I saw that I needed to record one anyways. And you can tell I'm having a hushed voice. That's because we've got guests in the guest bedroom. Yeah, down below, whatever. I'm trying to not wake them up. So that's why I'm talking real low. This was ugly. And Arizona's got to get themselves together because, like I said, Oregon is absolutely going to give them their best. How many times have we seen it where we go to Oregon and there is not a thing that Arizona can do to stop them? They're just going to shoot lights out. Well, you know what? One of the Oregon teams already used that pass. So if this loss means beating Oregon, I'll take it at this point but I would rather lose to Oregon because that's a way better loss than losing to Oregon. I mean, Oregon State. Because Oregon State, when it comes to Ken Palm, we're going to read you just how bad this team is. Ken Palm has Oregon State as the 157th ranked team. They have Oregon State as... 176th in adjusted offense, 159 in adjusted defense. I think this was a very bad loss for Arizona. They had a bad loss against Stanford and Washington State, and it just continues to pile up for Arizona. I don't know what what the solution is, what the problem is, but something ain't going right. They need to get they need a statement win again, and they haven't gotten that in conference play. Now, Oregon, on the other hand, got themselves I guess a statement win. They beat ASU, who they are eleven and eight, but Oregon's fourteen and five. Arizona's the only ranked team in the Pac-12, and Oregon is absolutely going to bring it because and Folly Dante is back. You remember the dunk he had on Kirk Carissa last year? He had sixteen points tonight against ASU, and then our our pal, our good old buddy, Jermaine. Quiznard, who I like to call Quiznard, had 19 points tonight. Three of six from the field, or three of six from three, six of 13 from the field. Those are the two. So if those are the two that are going to kill Arizona, along with enter player here that goes off for a career shooting percentage, that's probably what's going to happen. But we shall see, because holy crap, ladies and gentlemen, it was ugly tonight all right that's it for me i will see you guys next week and we'll we'll cover some arizona football because arizona finally put their staff together a little more on dave hickey and then uh we'll cover this arizona oregon game whatever happens but man i can't get over how ugly this was i still can't i came away from the ucla game 
thinking, wow, what a comeback, what a fight. This team, I love this team. This is, oh, they still struggled. We know they struggled, but holy crap. It hit the fan tonight. It hit the fan. They almost came back. But you need to, these are the teams that you need to beat by double digits at least. They were favored by, I believe it was 18 and a half points tonight. You need to beat this team by 20 points. You need to beat this team by 15. And not being able to kill these teams on the road, man. I just, I am, mm, that Utah and Colorado road trip might be two losses. And I hate to end this podcast on a negative note like that, but that is the road trip that absolutely terrifies me because Arizona historically will struggle with that one. Anyways, Oregon's next. We'll see what happens. Hope you all have a great Friday or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever you're listening to this. Have a great time. (laughs) Hopefully the next podcast will be a chipper one. But as always, bear down.